4: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
2: Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. One, One, two, three. three, four, I'm strong and get these stuff
0: with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish you'd stay off Twitter. I don't care.
1: I don't care anymore. Either way.
2: Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am
1: here determined to stop. This future
2: atrocity
1: it's
5: just not a natural thing we would do in our society you don't see that I, yes two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history the first amendment and
3: jack armstrong and joe getty let me
0: tell you the one that matters is me well uh, jack armstrong
1: and joe getty who host the popular uh, radio talk show asked the same question of their listeners and here's their response mm-hmm. they took very good care of him
0: they were very gentle he was very obnoxious. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now
4: he
1: is Armstrong and Getty. A new week, pregnant with possibilities. This could be the best week of your life, or this could be the week where it all comes apart. Whole thing comes crashing down. Wife, husband leaves you. You get fired. That all could happen this week, or you get that promotion. You win the lottery. Wow! All the possibilities in front of us this week. Are you bringing us both the yin and the yang? Saying it. it's all on the line this week. Whoa! Oh. Live from Studio C. TJ, sí, you're a dimly lit room deep within the bowels, the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, and today. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Yeah, the wintry Olympics. Long may they slide and ski and skate and jump about and flip and land in the snow. was enjoyable while it lasted. Okay, I'm about to, uh... Remember when we used to call this the Dower Hour? Yes, and then somebody <laughs> said it's
4: pronounced doer, so we began calling it the Hour.
1: The Dower Hour, <laughs> because uh, we would often <laughs> wax uh, melancholy during the... 6 o'clock hour, and I'm, I'm about to start for the first time. As I was watching a little of the Olympics last night, and then a little of the real news, like 60 Minutes, Russia being punished for cheating in the Olympics. Putin, on the other hand, doing absolutely whatever he wants on the world stage, slaughtering people in Syria so that he can have his uh, his foothold there. I, While- I think you misunderstand. There's a ceasefire. <laughs> While nobody does anything about it. And over on the Olympics, you see, you see that on CBS. You switch back over to NBC, and they're talking about the the Olympic team, of course, uh, who was punished by blah blah and had to suffer the consequences. You switch back to 60 Minutes, where he gets to do whatever he wants, be part of gassing children or whatever. You think Putin's really hurt by the world rising up and punishing his Olympic athletes whilst they do nothing about the real game, which is world domination? That's, that's quite the contrast, I thought. Anywho, that is a tandoor. The Dower Hour. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael.
5: I'm doing okay. I'm a little sad the Olympics are gone,
1: so I'll go back to my usual programming: reruns of This Old House with Bob Vila, and also Bob Ross's oil painting from years ago. <laughs> Fantastic. For somehow, your pine trees are really coming along, Michael. <laughs> For some reason my my wife I almost it looked like lettuce I remember when you started but now they're clearly trees yes? my wife at some point uh set the DVR to record Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I keep I keep forgetting to go in I keep forgetting to go in and find the timer because you got to press like 90 buttons to get there uh, and get rid of that, but so why like why would you w- want to do that? Once a week, yeah. once <laughs> a, a week show. I delete like sixty episodes wow. of the Fresh Prince wow. of Del- Bel Air because it's on all the time. Wow, apparently. she
4: went with uh, record all. Fantastic. I, well, it, it's not like you can record new episodes, I guess. <laughs> right?
5: Because tragically, they're not making it anymore. <laughs> you get to see Uncle Phil throw out Chazzy Jeff, you know, either the front or the back door. Carlton doing his dance. It's a great show. <laughs> why is the DVR
1: full again? Oh, that's right. We have eighty episodes of Fresh Prince on there. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
5: Doing very well, and I was delighted to realize that I uh, was not going deaf in one of my ears. It was simply a headphone thing, where one of the uh, one of the the muffs is a little bit quieter than the other ones. At first, I thought, "Is do I got something lodged in my ear? Do I got some wax buildup?" But it no, it happens. I just uh, I flipped it around and I figured, oh, okay, no, it's just one of the uh, the headphone canisters is actually malfunctioning.
1: I had a friend once who was uh, having a little ear pain. And went to the doctor, and oh, the, doctor, here we go. the doctor looked in there and said, "You have a cake decoration in there." <laughs> I thought it was going to be spiders,
4: folks. I got to admit, he fooled me, didn't you, Michael? <laughs> Do you have yeah, the idea? I, idea I just spiders. assumed it would be spiders. Do you have any yes.
1: idea how you ended up with a cake decoration in there?
4: No. Must have been quite a party. <laughs> he, no kidding. What what sort of cake decoration? Like uh, one of those little like balls, yeah. those tiny little balls, or yeah. a candle, <laughs> 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 the groom.
0: <laughs>
1: You have the groom, groom in your ear. There's I Marshall. cannot hear a thing. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day, Ari Marshall. I
0: couldn't resist. I made another dump and casino run this weekend, and the gambling gods were not with me. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm not bringing home the bacon today. In fact, I may have to
1: borrow bacon, guys. (laughs) Ouch. So when you lose, do you assume that you were wearing the wrong shoes or uh, wrong time of day or something like that?
0: You know, when I went in, I should have just got into the casino, looked around, and then just walked right back out. It was a Sunday
1: morning, Hmm. about 7 a.m. Yeah, okay. that's about the time churches open up. If you want to do that instead. And uh, Just in was... case
4: you're curious, I've seen the data. There is no correlation between being in a casino Sunday <laughs> at 7 a.m. and being a problem gambler. So if, the, if you're worried about that,
0: don't. It was, it was grim. I mean, it was smoky. <gasps> yeah. Nobody was having any fun. It yeah. was grim. Where were those pretty girls from the billboards?
4: They it's, weren't there having fun, exactly. throwing their heads back and laughing? Exactly. Just with the halls, their handsome, handsome boyfriends? Uh,
5: halls littered with attractive people and gigantic, novelty checks just walking <laughs> right. <around. laughs> right so let this be a lesson to you kids it's not all the big laughs and winning now nah, there's
0: a grim side to it all oh. so that was sunday
4: uh,
1: wow there, yeah there's the retread rock acts too <laughs> yeah. playing the parking lot. <laughs> right. so there's more to it than there. oh boy fantastic yeah. uh, i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this it is how did it already get to be monday February twenty sixth, the year twenty eighteen. Setting you straight in twenty one eight, we are Armstrong and Getting. We approve of this program.
4: All right, here's the beginning of the show. Now officially, here we go. According to FCC rules and regulations, at mark.
5: Oh no, it's not play. Where's the?
1: They're all good, but that thirteen year old can flat out play. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Little 13-year-old guitar player getting all the attention there at the Olympics. They're all good, but that 13-year-old can flat-out play. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. That was a cool. moment on the stage. I
4: don't like it on YouTube, but I don't like it on my uh, Olympics. Some uh, youngster who's a better musician
1: than me, wh- what's the point? <laughs> 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 Who wants that? <laughs> That's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it somehow takes away from your happiness. It does! The fact that that 13 year Turn it off, gets...
4: <laughs> honey! Turn it off! Why? I'm enjoying it. Turn it off. What are
1: those other headlines, Marshall Phillips? School
0: shootings top of mind at the White House amid calls for investigations and resignations. Surprising rejection for a senior West Coast Democratic leader came <laughs> down nope, over the
1: nobody's, weekend. Nobody's listening to a word you're saying. Because right we're right. all listening to the gambler. In the background.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the Winter Olympics <laughs> the winter rack up with song, dance, Pandatron, and possible to... Sean's final Olympic metal meltdown. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. There's a little Korean boy playing guitar on this track, too. You
1: ever listen to The Gambler by Kenny Rogers? Gotta know when, so when you hold Some good advice. There is some good advice there. You gotta know when to hold them. And what, Marshall? When to fold them. Oh, my. When to walk away. I am going to leave. So people who go to the casino on a Sunday morning Not a uh, fun crowd
4: Heads hung low Cigarette dangling out of the corner of their mouth (laughs) (laughs) Squinting
1: The one-armed bandit does its evil work Their only friend
4: (laughs) Wow, that is
1: How does mailbag look? It's fine, it's good
4: Insightful Got uh, fags weighed in from the Philippines Among other places cool no
1: way to em. that's the that's the line now get some plastic surgery everybody the key <laughs> the key is the walking away you're listening to the armstrong and getty show armstrong and getty
4: the conscience of the of, of the nation
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. We get stuff and we both know We don't talk
1: too much about it. So USA Today asks people, what are the chances of tighter gun control laws passing Congress in the foreseeable future? When uh, most people are saying uh, there's more momentum toward that than anybody can remember in decades and decades and decades. 76% doubt Congress will act. That's amazing. So even with this moment going on, three out of four people think, nah, I don't think anything will happen. Mmm. Mm. wonder what that says. Mm. Mailbag. Mm-hmm. Hey,
4: the the as the zoo, I I'm sorry, I didn't go through all of this that I wanted to get at putting it in order. Here we go. Everybody in my house has the flu. Oh, no. Oh, no. They are not eased. They are diseased. That's right. That's right. Dang
1: it! That sucks. Like the the, the influenza, huh? The one that really knocks out and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody on in beds or on the couch the entire weekend with me bringing them liquids and medicine. Wow. Wow. It's quite the weekend. Wow. Yikes. And you, standing alone
4: because among them, like a giant among I, because people. Because I try harder. Oh, boy. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I just oh. grit
1: my teeth <clears> and say, uh-uh, flu, you ain't going to get me. Wow. And look at me, I'm fine. Wow! Is that what you learned in medical school? Yeah. Jeez, you got to just try harder. Right. It's
4: about character, really. Yeah. Will. S- so, uh... Will. Will. Will, 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 Would you say that your weekend was a triumph of the will, probably was. Yes, <laughs> Google it. Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from Aloha Al in beautiful Hawaii, who first makes a wonderful, wonderful witticism about the school shooting. I uh, too soon, Al. Oh, geez, yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody
1: wants that. Yeah, no,
4: no, not really. Nobody wants. I that. I mean, it was more it, it was indirectly, but it's still too soon. Um. As for the new slogan, I do like the conscience of the nation. I don't understand the two ths being a problem when you had two
1: ths in the voice of the West. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It just sounds different. It's not about counting thes. It sounds different. Also, conscience of our nation
4: is not a good idea when you consider the acronym. See, who, who God, you're all right, Al. You're you're. You know what? Two day suspension. Two day suspension. And although he does have an excellent idea for you, Jack. Um, to go along with my Jew Jitsu, uh, which is uh, martial arts for Jews, um, how about uh, Jack's Yo Yo Yoga to tie mm. in your mm-hmm. your hit catchphrase and of course the popular Indian stretching uh, regimen. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of internationalism, nice note here from Sherwin. Jack Joe, I'm Sherwin. I'm Filipino. Been a fag for about ten years since I was working in the San, well in San Francisco. And now that I'm here in the beautiful island of Cebu, I looked up how to pronounce it because mm. I'm sensitive. Mm. Beautiful island of Cebu with our beautiful fabu. beaches. and uh, Fabu? <laughs> Cebu is Fabu. Mm. you hear that again?
1: Fabu. Mm.
4: Beautiful beaches and warm people located at the center of the Philippines. I always made it a point to listen to your program through your podcast. Uh, it reminds me of the Bay Area. Your show is listened to worldwide Et cetera, et cetera. As Sebastian Gorka would say, greetings from the Philippines. Regards to Marshall and the whole crew.
1: That's from Sherwin. Thanks, Sherwin. Nice to hear from you, brother. My wife just rolled over and gave in to the flu. Let her take (laughs) over her body. (laughs) Me? I fought it off with my willpower.
3: Hmm.
4: Hmm. Evidently, uh, she's been struck deaf
1: as well because you're confidently saying these things that could result in your premature death. She went to urgent care yesterday. She has the flu pneumonia oh lord and a sinus infection all at the same time that's horrendous yeah she's the sickest she's ever been in her life is she all right are there there friends and neighbors about should you go home she's uh, uh. what (laughs) the modern familius is i hope hope the new medicine or the medicine works i've been trying to get her to go for days Ah. you gotta go you're really 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 sick Ah. i don't have time oh boy yeah, she is sick-sick. Because sick. Mm-hmm. she didn't try hard enough. Oh, boy. Moving along.
4: On a uh, darker note, Ben the Libertarian points out, the whole arming the teachers, administrators, etc., if more government bureaucrats are given weapons, given weapons, then the solution to liability is also in giving them qualified immunity, like the current armed government bureaucrats are given. Uh, so there is st- already a framework in place for police... That would just extend to, you know, the other government employees who were armed.
1: I've been going back and forth on this on the, um, how about we fix the things that went wrong first before we decide to change anything? Sometimes I think that. Because a whole bunch of things went wrong that if they were just done the way they're supposed to do. Pathetically, stupidly wrong. Yeah. Not a little wrong. Yeah. Right. FBI, sheriff Department, mental health people, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. If we'd just done that the way we're supposed to do it, this would have never happened. Yeah. Then I sometimes I think, well... Clearly, you can't count on people to do what they're supposed to do, so you have to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. So I go back and forth on that.
4: Yeah, it is It is a difficult one. It is. Uh, you have to examine a lot of your beliefs and premises and figure out how accurate they are. For instance, that the authorities are doing what the authorities are supposed to be
1: doing. God dang it. Like law enforcement showing up and doing anything. Like the FBI, oh, passing along any information if they get it. Speaking of which, Coward
4: County Sheriff Scott Israel doing saying some astonishing things over the weekend. Oh, man, are they screwed up. We'll get to that. Uh, Ben's PS is also quite good. I believe parents are... Con- if parents... I'm sorry. It's actually quite well written. If only I were literate. <laughs> I'll believe parents are concerned for the safety of their children going to the current monopoly school system as they currently operate when they stop sending them there. Well, that's uh, overly stated, Ben, and uh, stated as a non-parent. I believe you are a non-parent. That is a cold and unfeeling and somewhat stupid thing to say. However, your greater point that the uh, government-run school system, which is a monopoly, which I think was was a Bastiat or one of the great thinkers of uh, the post-Enlightenment era, uh, said of all uh, monopolies, the worst is education. Hmm. Yeah. And I get that, because it's a monopoly on on information and learning and and, and children's uh, development. It's a horrifying thing to have a monopoly on. We sure throw a lot of money at it. Right. I would much rather have a monopoly on on oil or something like that than
1: than thinking. Could Ivanka Trump have looked more adorable in her USA stocking cap? She looks like an anime drawing. She looks like one of those
4: impossibly virgin, whore-ish, Japanese cartoons that are so popular. Wow. It's just bizarre. Of course, she's the the product of a careful breeding program between New York billionaires and supermodels.
1: (laughs) European (laughs) supermodels. And that's what you end up with, which is, you know, pretty, pretty impressive. Right. Dr. Joe in L.A. has
4: been listening to four hours of our show every day for close to a year. Wow. That's Thanks, Dr. Joe. Are you like a, uh, a physician, or, or like is that your nickname because you're like really good at DJing? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. He doesn't make it clear.
1: <laughs> Either uh, 10 years of medical school, or he can mix a couple of songs together. Right. Yeah. yeah the beats are just the
4: same. And is it amazing? How do you do it? Uh, let's see. Uh, for the past year, I've been afflicted by an irrational desire to have an email read during mailbag. I've tried a couple of times, but realized I have a problem. I'm just not very funny. Mm. Well, there's also insightful or informative or, you know, maybe you're none of those things. But In- I'm, interesting at all. Yeah, at all. Interest. Well, I'm reading Taking your Taking shots now. at the support staff seems to get emails read.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: Dr. Joe, uh, who perhaps is called that because he's got a nice hook shot down at the uh, the playground courts. I don't know, but he calls himself Dr. Joe. Here's another opportunity for me to seize. This past week, no one could figure out what the meaning of every little bitch whelps. Right. Listening to you and Jack, guessing at what it could mean, it occurred to me there's no hidden meaning at all. It's merely a play on every little bit helps. It's a simple oral homophonic pun. Mm. You're a homophone! <laughs> Similar to Imagine World Peas of bumper sticker fame.
1: Okay, That's a pretty solid theory, Dr. Joe. Well, I don't want to go to the kind of party where that's the that's the humor. Oh, I do. <laughs> hey, Jack, come in. Hey, do that thing again. He, no, he didn't hear it. <laughs> Jack
4: does a wonderful Noel Coward. Jack, would you grace us, please? That would be wonderful. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, oh, uh, I was thrilled to hear your discussion about the U.S. debt and deficit and how they're being ignored by both political parties. There seems to be no chance of it not ending in a catastrophe someday. I read the novel The Mandibles by Lionel Shriver. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. She was on Mark Stein's show. It's a realistic depiction of what could happen if the dollar lost all value. Things get pretty bad, but there is no cannibalism. Well, that's her theory, sir. I'll look into that. The mandibles? Yeah. And you know what? I'm an idiot. I forgot the weekly shower thoughts. We have those. They're very amusing and thought-provoking. We'll get to them eventually.
1: Marshall's News next. A lot of good stuff today on the Armstrong and Getty Show. households are now cell phone only. Landlines down below uh, 50% at 43% now. That's got to have had a real effect on somebody's bottom line, has not it? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Which is why the companies that have
4: made their living on uh, landlines and home phones have been branching out so aggressively. Yeah,
0: let's They get,
1: saw it let's, coming. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well,
0: parents and students were allowed to return to their Florida high school for the first time since the Valentine's Day shooting. That was on Sunday... It was a chance to revisit the campus without the pressure of classes. Those classes are going to be uh, resuming on Wednesday, though, and this parent's not really comfortable with that move.
3: I am very uncomfortable the way this is being handled.
5: You're, and you're considering not sending I'm considering
3: kids. not sending my kids back to school unless I feel that this is a safe environment for my children and the rest of the children.
0: Meanwhile, Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel says he's not going to resign. In a letter to the Florida Governor uh, Rick Scott, a state representative, Bill Hager, called on Israel to step down over neglect of duty and incompetence over how he's been handling the investigation into the shooting rampage at the high school. Israel was on CNN, says he's not resigning. And when Jake Tapper pressed the sheriff about missed warnings about the shooter's threats and mental state, the sheriff said... Jake, I could only take responsibility for what I knew about. I exercised my my due diligence. I've given amazing leadership to this agency. Amazing leadership. Uh, I've worked. Yes, Jake. Uh, this is, there's a lot of things we've done throughout this. Uh, this is uh, you, you don't uh, measure uh, a person's leadership by a deputy not going into a. These deputies received the training they needed.
1: Maybe they you measure somebody's leadership
4: by whether or not they protect the community. In-
1: you don't measure someone's Ugh. leadership by whether or not their employees do a good job. He that's went an interesting up, look on he that. He
4: went into detail, and we'll have the whole clip yeah. for you soon. We'll dig it up. But he went into detail on the premise that, listen, you train them, you give them their instructions, right. and if they don't do it, that's not on me. It was a bizarre anti-taking full responsibility. It was the opposite
1: of leadership. This guy is a kook. And I told them what to do. If they didn't do it, that's not my fault. Now, I saw a story on Friday, but then it seemed like it kind of went away. That other deputies showed up and doing any, didn't do anything? Is that CNN, true or not true, or CNN what?
0: CNN has been reporting that there have been reports three other deputies did not go in. All yeah.
4: right, now I'm going to report there were 40 deputies that didn't go in. Yeah. CNN, are you going to report that there are reports that 40 deputies yeah. didn't well, go in?
1: I saw that in the New York Post uh, Friday, that yeah. three other deputies showed up and also waited. Yeah, I didn't um, see that either until was it the the local police showed up or So I I yeah. don't know if that's uh, nailed down or not. But um it's quite possible that this guy since, since that answer is crazy. Yes. Nobody in a leadership position should ever give an answer like that. I've never heard anybody give an answer like that. Then you do. You actually do have to wonder if people showing up and not doing their right. job had something to do with the the atmosphere there because of him. Because that's a crazy way to respond. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. the uh, The reports have been going back and forth and back and forth. And the sheriff, when he was pressed, said, "Well, we only know for sure there was one
1: deputy that did not go in." The investigation is continuing. You know, the the way people generally handle these things, even if it's completely not your fault, you say, well, I'm the boss. The buck stops here. It's my job to make, you know, blah, blah,
4: blah. Obviously, our training programs and our discipline were not what they should be. I would like to remain at the helm and straighten out these problems if it's the will of the voters, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. But don't hit us with, I told them what to do. If they didn't do it, that's not my fault.
1: God, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you got to get rid of that guy, just oh. ba- just oh, based yeah. on what he said. Yeah, Even right? if everything else was fine, the kind of guy that says that, you don't want him in charge. Oh, if that's his view of leadership, that is
4: automatically 100% disqualifying.
0: Get him out. The California Democratic Party sending a message that major changes could be on the way. The delegates at the state convention in San Diego yesterday failed to endorse longtime Senator Dianne Feinstein for re-election. Only 37% of the delegates supported her. 54% cast votes for state Senator Kevin DeLeon. analysts believe falling far short of that 60% needed to endorse her candidacy means the party is looking to back a candidate that is far more progressive
1: than the 84-year-old Feinstein. So a, She'll uh, be 85 this summer. Yes. But a young 85. But I didn't... 85 is the new 78. I didn't hear
4: much mention of her age. It was all about her policies. Well, right. And here's, listen, here's uh, the Joe Getty analysis of this. Somewhere in in probably, I don't know, south-central L.A., there's a three-legged chihuahua with emphysema. And that three-legged chihuahua is healthier than the Republican Party in California. Conservatism, reasonableness, common sense cannot defeat the Democrat Party in California. The only thing that can defeat the Democrats is themselves going so far to the Looney Tunes, it'll never work, utopian socialist left that they implode. And that is exactly what's happening now. Between now and the implosion, there's going to be some craziness. Well, the- I mean, there's going to be some policies that have not been seen since you know the, the, the fall of the Soviet Union.
1: Well, I'd also say that the state has changed since she was first elected, and she no longer does represent the majority of Californians. If you look at the way people vote, she's not a representative of the majority of Californians' views. She's way too far to the right. Yeah, she has one leg in realism. We can't have
0: that. Winter Games wrapping up yesterday, but not before the Olympics. Team USA got curling gold, taking out Sweden 10-7. Yes! Take
4: that, you Swedes!
0: And the Russian team won the men's hockey gold Sunday. They beat Germany 4-3 to in overtime for that victory. Now the Russians, as a punishment are not allowed to win having their national anthem played.
1: Oh, geez, that's really punishing. Yeah. Really punishing Putin.
0: Yeah, they could only only, uh, have the Olympic athletes from Russia theme, actually the Olympic theme played. So, what did the guys do? They stepped right up, and they started belting out the Russian national anthem on their own. This is the way it sounded. Kind of. Um,
5: really good acoustics on that podium. And this yeah.
4: is what we're heading toward California! <laughs> Communism! Soviet national anthem Boy, oh. well, these hockey players can really sing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Not singing enough? the soprano part? <laughs> So this
0: (laughs) this brings us to positive Sean with his monetary totals for the Olympics final
5: medal meltdown. Yeah, things really kind of uh, separated themselves on the Olympic metallurgic meltdown standings based on how much total value each country brings back. Of course, Norway finishing atop the standings with $12,500 in winnings, 39 total medals. Second place is Germany, $11,000 in winnings with 31 total medals. Then we have uh, Canada in third place with just under $9,000, 29 total medals. The bronze medal and medals. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We have uh, America, fourth place, no medals for fourth, $7,700 in winnings, Uh, 23 total medals. This is Trump's America. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall
0: Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, Conscience of the Nation. I think it's the Conscience of the Nation. I'm back to the two thaws. I was was talked
4: out of what my instincts
1: are, my, my gut told me, Okay. stick with the thes. <laughs> That's what your gut told you? That's right. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, shower thoughts, as you mentioned, and uh, we got to get into the news of the day, which includes a whole bunch of different stuff. Actually, we have a guest in a couple of minutes, Maz Jabrani. He's an Iranian,
4: or Iranian, or is he a Persian? Depends who you ask. A comedian. He's done uh, various TV gigs. He's got a comedy special. He's a very funny guy. He's traveled with the, throughout the Middle
1: East. And uh, so we're going to talk to him in a minute. And we'll uh, get some reports on where the White House seems to be on the latest attempts to curb school violence. It mostly has to do with guns. Stay tuned to all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
4: conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've done shows all over the Middle East, man. I've done shows in Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, and Jordan. I've never done shows in Iran. Never done shows in Iran. My, I'm worried because I make fun of the leadership, so I don't want to show up at the airport. You know, there would be some guy with a sign waiting for me, you know? <laughs> Where have you been? We've been waiting for you. <laughs> the show is start right now. Go ahead. Get this that? Ma, that's Maz Jabrani. He's a very funny comedian. He's uh, got a lot of credits. Um, uh, three Showtime stand-up comedy specials. He's got a book out called I'm Not a Terrorist, but I've played one on TV. Um, and he talks a lot about the Middle East. He's from Iran and uh, the rest of it. Well, he's not on the line quite yet. He's calling in like any second. Do we have him now?
1: Wonderful. I'm getting the one finger. Here's a finger for you, Hanson. Huh? So, you he's, like that? so he's been to all those countries. I want to ask him, what would we be surprised about, those of us who've never been to those countries?
4: Yeah, yeah. I have all sorts of questions. He's a funny guy. You may know him from, uh, he does voiceover work on... Uh, on Superior Donuts as well. There he is, ladies and gents, Moz Jabrani. Hey, Moz, how are you? Good,
3: how you guys doing?
4: Good, we gave you a long, fawning introduction before you're on the line. You'll just have to trust us on that. Um,
3: <laughs> Beautiful. I, 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 That's part of my uh, requirements whenever I'm on the radio. I need mean, long, fawning introduction. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: well, well, we checked that off the list. So, listen, uh, you're a very funny guy. Uh, I've uh, checked out a bunch of your week, work over the weekend, and it's great, but... You know, we're jealous of you and your travels around the Middle East, because it's obviously such a big uh, region in the news. Um, I, I've heard your stuff about Dubai. It's an incredible place to visit. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, man. It's uh, it's an interesting place. Uh, I, I went out to the Middle East the first time in 2007. At the time, we were doing a tour. It was called the Access of Evil Comedy Tour, mm-hmm. and um, it was me and a few other Middle Eastern comedians. and. We went out there, and it was interesting because when we first did our shows, uh, and we ended up on Comedy Central out here, we had no idea that there was an actual uh, audience out there. Because, I, you know, even though I was born in Iran and um, I've grown up in America most of my life, actually in Northern California, so I was I was not under the impression that there was uh, fans out there. And and when we first got the call, actually we first got a call from some guys out of Jordan who said they want to bring us out to do shows. And we were on the phone talking to them, and we were like, yeah, bro, listen, you know, our shows are in English. And the guy was like, yeah, I'm speaking English to you right now, you idiot. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah, you guys speak English. So that was the tour. We took it out. We went to Jordan. We went to Dubai. We went to Beirut, Kuwait, and Egypt. And every one of those countries was really amazing. Dubai is interesting in that it's been really uh, developed really fast and so when you go there you see a lot of tall buildings um, there's obviously a lot of wealth there there's also a lot of poverty I and mean, you see a lot of like these workers they bring in from Sri Lanka and Pakistan and uh, different parts India and stuff like that that are building these buildings um, and it's a really interesting place it's very international so I always advise people so if you ever get a chance go out there um, I would say Dubai is interesting. I would say check out Oman, which is this uh, country that's uh, it's more of a well, laid back in many ways. It's, kind of, it's a smaller place, um, and then the other place I love is Lebanon, Beirut. Lebanon is amazing because it's the people of Lebanon, um, the food, the um, just the the, the the history they've had. I mean, the history has been pretty volatile, as, as a lot of people know. But uh, but the people somehow make it work and they yeah. celebrate life.
1: Volatile, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you said laid back, I don't I don't picture you know the phrase laid back with the Middle East at all anywhere. So traveling well, around
3: Oman, the- Oman is a country. Oman, if you go if you look up Oman, it's been pretty. You know, the Gulf countries is there's there's, there's uh, United Arab Emirates, which is where Dubai is. There's uh, Qatar, which is Doha, and then like I said, Oman is laid back in that. You know, it's more of uh, again the few times I've been there, it's it's right there on the sea. Uh, they've got all these resort towns. It's a small, it's just a smaller place. I'll tell you, it's kind of a place where, for example, when you go through immigration, it felt like you know how I don't know how you guys feel, but usually when I go through immigration, I feel like the guy's scrutinizing me, and any minute he might say like, "You go stand there," right? You know, um, but but Oman, it was kind of like it felt like they had a smile on their faces, and they were like, "Welcome, come on in." Would it um, feel that way as that as a,
1: a an obviously white guy like myself? I've never been to the Middle East. I'd love to travel around the Middle East. Could I pull that off as a, as a just a you know standing out white guy?
3: Oh, absolutely, man! I mean, there's so many white people there. It's a, a lot of expats. You know, a lot of Europeans go, for example, a lot of Brits go uh, to to those parts of the world because that's kind of their, you know, uh, Mexico and in, in, in terms of how we go, like for resort towns. Interesting. Yeah, they go there all the I mean, Well, know,
4: and I know Lebanon yeah. used to be that. I mean, it was like the south of France of the Middle East, just a beautiful cosmopolitan country before, you know, all the violence started a couple
1: decades ago. Do they drink yeah, at these comedy Lebanon, clubs? What's that? Do they drink at the comedy clubs you go to? Oh,
3: absolutely. First of all, you know, the, the, the shows, depending on what country, uh, for example, a place like, let's say, uh, in, in Dubai, um, when you do shows, it's usually like they get a, They'll get a, uh, a, a ballroom at a hotel, and you do it in that ballroom. Um, some of the other ones, there's a few places that have clubs. Some of the other ones, it's like theaters. But so absolutely, there's drinking allowed, um, and uh, and like I said, it's such these places are so international that on any given night you're going to run into people from all over the world, and some will drink and some won't, and and but usually when they come to a comedy show, most of them are either um, Western-educated or they speak English well and they know what they're in for with the comedy, um, and, and, they, and they come and have a good time. And Lebanon, actually, I don't know how it's been. The last time I was there, because of the war in Syria, it felt like there was a lot of Syrian refugees, a lot of, uh, obviously, Iraqi refugees from the Iraq War. So it felt like it was getting to the point where the Beirut, where the population was just—I it, it, don't—I didn't know how much longer they could sustain it. But but there's been a lot of development there in all in the past years. Um, there's still a lot of uh, like I said, great restaurants, great nightlife. I, I was in Lebanon. We went to you know they had us do a show. The it was for a fundraiser. This lady was organizing a fundraiser for um, uh, this charity in Lebanon, and then afterwards. It was like on a Monday night or something. They're like, let's go, let's go get some drinks at a bar. So we went, we're looking, and we couldn't find any bars that were open. And the one bar we found was a gay bar, and we're in a gay bar in Beirut.
4: You know um, what, Maz? I hate yeah. the, God, I hate to jump in on every level here, but we're, we're do, coming up on a hard break in just under a minute, and I want to tell people that uh, your character has a big role in Superior Donuts tonight, CBS at 9 o'clock. Uh, very funny stuff. Listen, you're a hell of an interesting guy. Let's talk again sometime soon.
3: Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having
4: me on. Yeah, and apologies for the uh, the quick hook there, but, you know, the clock is merciless. No but it's, problem. Sorry. It, it's great to talk to
3: you.
1: The key for start. our gay listeners yeah, is let's... that there is a gay bar in uh, Lebanon. And Maz wants to meet you there. So Maz Gibrani, great to talk goes. to you. Thanks, man. Which is good to know as you're traveling around the world.
4: He's also a very, very funny guy and an interesting guy. I wish we could have talked to him more, but...
1: Swego. So, earthquake in politics nationally, I think, if uh, DiFi is too conservative for Democrats. Now, we're going to talk about that more coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.